Tandem Nomads, episode 214. Having a sense of social identity while you do your work and you reinvent yourself is the best way to start. You are not starting from scratch, you're starting from your experience. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and insights to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host, Emel Deregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. I'm always excited when I get the chance to talk with some amazing mama entrepreneurs who manage to juggle their business while raising their children and also having some great expertise that they can share with you to help you in your journey. And today our special guest is Tracy. So Tracy, are you ready for this ride? Yes, I am ready to take off. Yay, can't (laughs) wait to take off with you, Tracy. So Nomad Nation, Tracy is a tech communications professional with over a decade experience working with multicultural teams across Europe, Asia, the Middle East, and Africa. This exposed her to coaching C-suite executives to adapt to their new environment. Then she experienced firsthand the realities of global mobility herself while combining a graduate degree, having a baby, and moving to two countries in three years that led her to understand both sides of the divide. She's the host of the Visible at Work podcast, where she shares actionable insights and brings guests with similar stories to discuss their unique experiences of working abroad. She offers intercultural training and career coaching solutions for foreign professionals to navigate workplace issues in a new country. So Tracy, you did have an amazing journey along these past years. I've enjoyed watching your journey these past years through Instagram and all the really amazing insights you share to help people find jobs and also make the best of their experience abroad through their professional lives. So it's been really a great journey to watch you. I would love before we get to talk more about your insights on the topic that we could maybe take a step back and if you could tell us a little more about your journey, how did it lead you to do what you do today? Thank you so much, Amel. I'm so excited and I'm so happy to be with the Nomad Nation from being a listener to being a guest on the podcast. So I am very, very excited to share my journey with you all. So it's been a very unique journey. Um, So before we even get into the work journey itself, uh, I have to thank my parents for exposing me to a lot of international um, professionals. So my dad was in international business and then like in the early 90s and like the late 80s, you you would rarely put your guests in hotels or even if they stay in the hotel, like they would always come around the house. So what would happen would be like most of my dad's uh, business partners would come to the house, probably have dinner with us. So we're always meeting people from different parts of the world. It was really interesting. My mom as well, um, she's into fashion and art. So she also did exhibitions outside the country. So I was always interacting with a lot of internationals. I never knew I was going to end up um, working with a lot of internationals myself. Um, so th- just to give you context of how I got into this whole thing. I love and then um, my first role, my first role out of school, um, I was working with a marketing consulting firm. And my boss was half German, half Nigerian. And most of our clients were German clients. 
So I was dealing with a lot of um, country managers, experts that moved to Nigeria and they were expanding their business in Nigeria. So I had to do a lot of studying on like the where that country manager was coming from and also getting them prepared for working in Nigeria and things like that. And then I moved on to other roles in marketing where um, I was handling intercultural training as part of a team, working with a lot of experts, their families, um, just getting them ready. Um, but not just not just on the focus of um, like acclimatizing to the environment, what you should eat, where you should go, beyond all of that, but also like the workplace culture and things that have to do with, even if you're the leader, you have to understand the dynamics of how they do business in that country. So I was doing a lot of that. And then I also started managing accounts for tech companies, um, working on their marketing campaigns and things like that. And I was doing a lot of cross-cultural meetings with people in the UK, in Europe. So um, all of my work experience, nine to five work experience, I've always been with a diverse team, always been with foreign professionals. Um, so I really understand what it feels like being like fresh into a new country and trying to adapt to your way. That's exciting. So that was when you were in Nigeria. So what happened suddenly that you started moving and, and needed to quit your job and now have this business? Yes. So um, one for the adventure. So like I said, like my parents, um, they really exposed us early. So my my younger ones had moved abroad. I have siblings abroad. My um, husband's family, they're also abroad. So we had always talked about it that, you know, when we were dating, that we were to get married, we'll probably move abroad. So we could be closer to family, like siblings, cousins and everything. Um, so he went first and then I was shopping for about two years because I didn't want to move. I had a great job, wasn't ready to move. And then I also got a partial scholarship to go for my master's degree. And I decided, hey, um, I guess this is the best time. So I moved. And that's how I ended up moving to the U.S., uh, started living in the U.S. and then also working on my thesis and my research, which now became my business. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that, that's amazing. And how many years have you been launching the, like having this business? Um, so officially, I should say about a year and a half mm-hmm. um, because I decided to wait like after having the baby to really, um, really dive into the business. And um, it's been a, a very interesting journey uh, beyond like the official start when I really started. I had been doing the coaching and everything by the side. Um, while finishing up my program, while doing so many other things. That's so exciting. So you have one baby of, of yes. how, how old? Uh, he just turned three. So he's, he's a big so kid now. <laughs> oh, so lovely. Yeah. Um, so that's a very fascinating journey that you've always been exposed, you know, to this global lifestyle in a way, even before you moved. And now you're moving regularly from a country to another. And while managing your business and your family, what is it actually that you that you do through your business? What is it exactly that you support your clients with? Yes, so I support my clients with uh, intercultural training, a career strategy, how to really reinvent your career when you move to a new country, and how to package all of that experience, um, all of the experiences you've gathered, even if you are a spouse to whoever is moving 
um, I don't like to use the word trailing spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you're the spouse to whoever is moving, um, you also have experiences that you've guarded or you've been working somewhere else. So how to package that experience that makes it speak life to the new country you're moving to and people want to have you on their team. That's if you want to do a nine to five or that people want to work with you in some capacity. So maybe in consulting or if you love to do speaking or podcasting to share your experience, to share your ideas, to share your expertise, even if it has, if it has to do with um, nomadic lifestyle or even if it has to do with something else. So I help you master your message, package your experience, create a, uh, a career portfolio website for you, give your job search strategy, um, revamp your LinkedIn to get people to want to talk to you and start attracting opportunities on your own terms. I love that. And I also love the name of your podcast, Visible at Work. It's really yes. about making sure to highlight the strength of your clients in helping them, as I said, message that towards their goals to find whatever they're looking for in the workspace and um what kind of target audience do you serve like who are your like most of your clients what do they do who are they (laughs) so my clients are usually a combination of immigrants experts english as second language speakers um, that move to a country different from their birth country or their passport country so immigrants who they're going to be staying for a longer period of time in a different country. And most times, a lot of immigrants don't have um, the backing from like their company where they're coming from, where they have the training. So remember, I started my career, you know, training country managers and all the company pays for it. The company takes care of that because they know that change is a lot on a person No matter how skilled you are, you're going into a new terrain, you're going into a new market. And uh, that's, I know that that is lacking for a lot of immigrants who decide to just get up and move on their own. So they usually hire me for like the job search strategy. And a lot of them have like a minimum of at least five years experience that they bring their managers and they want to start like from that level that they were in or um, not want to start from scratch, like doing survival jobs, or even if they had to do that, they want to get back into their industry. So those are my kind of clients in terms of immigrants. In terms of experts, the experts I work with are people that um, they have a lot of experience. They know that somehow they want to be able to tap into their career, that something similar to what they've done back home um, but will not tie them down, just like you do like portable business. So more like a portable career where you're not tied down to the laws of that country where it's like, oh, you can't really work a full nine to five. But guess what? You can do so many other things even without working in nine to five. So now packaging that expertise and that um, your all of your experiences and really zone, you know, just honing in on your zone of genius to say, this is really what I can do. Um, maybe I'm a cybersecurity expert and I really focus on email phishing or things like that. And then we build a consulting uh, career out of that. And you can do that wherever you are. Um, you can be, uh, get speaking gigs, you get on panels to speak, paid um, speaking opportunities. You have a website, a career portfolio website that shows your uh, professional expertise. 
So one of the things that I, I loved about you, and that's why I wanted to bring you to the show as well as I've been watching you, first of all, applying what you actually preach is getting visible and building that yes. career of consulting yourself and yes. helping other people through your business. Um, and while doing that, I remember, I'll never forget one of the, you've been doing a speaking engagement that you had recorded and shared it on Instagram. And although we could not really see it, but while you were speaking and giving some amazing, very professional insights, I could see in the corner of your baby that you were feeding. Well, like almost like it wasn't there, right? But you were still being tapping and caressing your baby and calming your baby. And I was like, oh my God, how are you doing all of that? So I just want to know how did you manage to do all of that? What putting the work that it needs to be visible and to find all your clients? Honestly, I'm not, like when I'm in the thick of it, I don't even remember how. <laughs> You know how I just passed through that phase. Um, I believe that life is in phases, and you, no matter how the kid throws tantrums and things like that, they will never be little. They will always grow after a while. Uh, and I really want to be the best that I can be professionally. I'm ambitious, but I also want to be a great parent, and um, which has also led me to some of. The I've taken in my business and how I want to run my business and um, the video you actually so I was so nervous about posting that video because I was like oh it doesn't look that professional but then I listened again I'm like I know I'm saying something that could benefit somebody um, I'm really diving into like the gist of that speaking I need to share this uh, so my son was having his nap his nap time and then he woke up so I just continued petting him and then he went back on my chest while I was speaking <laughs> I love that so much it was so beautiful to watch somehow but what is it I would love to like we'll talk a little bit about your business and some of the insights as a professional that you have to be visible but I do think that there's so many moms listening here who who kind of struggle to make that like bridge between keeping their career going while taking care of a young toddler uh, is there anything that has helped you along the way to manage to do that? Managing my time, um, being ruthlessly honest with myself. Um, there are times when you know you can't really do it all. Instead of trying to trying to paint a different picture, like oh, maybe I can, I'm really, really honest with myself. And there are times when I know, okay, I need to cut back or I know that. I need to spend this time. If it's not on my calendar, it's not happening. So time management. Uh, and I also plan when I want to say yes. So I say yes. There are times when there are seasons when I want to say yes a lot. So I keep saying yes to opportunities, yes to speaking, yes to uh, writing, yes to certain things. And then there are times when I say no. So really understanding that season to know I have to be very ruthless with my time. What exactly can I do for time? And I don't believe in checklists where you wake up and you have a checklist and I have to do this today. I have to cross that off my list because uh, I was telling somebody the way talking about like uh, time management and the Pomodoro technique. I'm like, a kid will throw that out of the window. 
That's so funny. <laughs> I love it. The kid will just throw it out. You wouldn't even be yeah. able to do it. So just yeah. for our listeners, actually, I'm going to let you explain the Pomodoro <laughs> technique, just so for those who don't know about it. Yeah. So that is like, like you have a task at hand and then you time yourself. Um, there are a few apps that even do that. You time yourself and you're like, I'm going to finish this task in 15 minutes. And then you take another break take a 15-minute break, and then you do another task. So when I say a kid will throw that out, imagine timing yourself to finish a task in 15 minutes, and you have somebody pulling your shirt, tugging at your shirt, and saying, I want crackers. <laughs> so, so the 15 minutes, you know, it won't do anything. Forget it. <laughs> so I just stopped being guilty, feeling guilty about, oh, I have to do this task That's at important. this time. Yeah. Um, and I just decided to do things on my own time, being ruthlessly very honest with myself, managing my time. Then another thing too, I started doing task days. So task days are instead of working throughout the night, like after I put my little one to bed and I say, I want to work every night, I need to finish this task, I need to do this. I decided, okay, picking two days in a week, these are my task days. So if if I absolutely have to stay up at night, I'm only going to do that on these two days of the week. Mm-hmm. And then every other day we do bedtime stories, we go to bed at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how I'm able to get over that guilt or get over that pushing over, like pushing myself too hard and then burning out. Exactly. And I'm also doing a nine to five as well. So I work wow. in tech. So yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. Okay. So wow, this is amazing. So one of the things I think it's important to highlight, we'll dissect all of what you said here, but I think what's really, I think the the biggest challenge is to juggle being ambitious, not giving up on our goals and our dreams while yeah. still being mindful of our energy and being also mindful of the quality of life we want to have with the children, but also even yeah. without children, finding yeah. that quality of life that we want for ourselves. Um, yeah. And I think you talked a lot about finding what works for you at the end of the day. And that's, I think, the key here. Maybe the Pomodoro works for some people, from others yeah. not. For some people, yeah. working late at night works with others not. But just as you said, being ruthlessly, <laughs> ruthlessly honest with yourself is the key yes. here. I yeah. love what you shared that about that. Um, but how did you, like, did you manage to build any support around you to also manage to to, have, to juggle all of that? My husband has been a great support. Like, he's been so helpful, so um, understanding. And so long, he also plans a lot. Like, he's very... I think I'm even more sloppy than he is. Like he's <laughs> always on time. Um, so for him, um, he's always available to help so long as I like give him enough time so he can plan as well. So that also makes me want to plan very well so that I'm I'm not just like just throwing stuff at him and say, hey, 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 I need you to do this, um, even though he's available to help. So that's like the main support. And, you know, like moving to a different country as well. Um, So when we moved, you know, we didn't move. It was just both of us. And then we didn't need one baby. Luckily, my sister, my immediate elder, like my immediate elder sister, she lives not too far from me. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, So whenever she's available, when Auntie feels like Auntie's always available to just pop in. (laughs) That's lovely. Uh, Yeah, I think that's really important. One thing we tend to forget is to ask help. And I think that's that's important somehow. And um, to go back to something you said about being clear about, you know, creating, planning ahead and and just planning as much as you can while probably also being flexible when things don't go as planned. Um, you talked about those task days. I just want to highlight that while we're talking today, it must be one of the task days as it was past mid, no, past 11, way yeah. past 11 o'clock like in your time yeah. zone. So I appreciate yeah. that you take the time for that and sharing with that. So <laughs> your specialty is really about helping people being, uh, being visible somehow yeah. through their resume and, and so that they can find the job they're looking for, the consulting needs they're looking for. And one thing you've mastered, as I said before, is your visibility. I did find that you managed to actually, you know, attract my attention and probably a lot of people. So could you share how you managed to do that, being consistent through your marketing, through your social media? How are you doing that? Because it's, you are being very consistent and visible. (laughs) Thank you, Amel. Um, To be honest, so uh, let me just, uh, full transparency. Mm -hmm. So my background, also marketing, but I started in PR. So um, I have like that professional background to know, like you have to be consistent and like what the media wants Mm -hmm. uh, and also like working through the algorithm and things like that. So, uh, Mm -hmm. but that's also part of what I teach uh, with my clients that especially when you're in a new country, you, you don't have the luxury of moving all the experiences you had before. So you have to bring your A game in the sense that people can easily find you and you make the decision a lot easier for them. One step easier. At least just keep making it one step easier. Every adult makes at least 35,000 decisions a day. Hmm. So how do you break that pattern to be able to get into their zone and they notice you? That That is what you should be th- thinking about. So that's what I before I create any type of content, before I accept to be on any podcast, before I do any writing, guest speaking or anything, how is that going to serve me in the long term? Whether it's free or it's paid, um, I always think about that so that for the future, I could always repurpose that content. I could always use that content again um, for some other place or to reiterate a message that I'm trying to pass across. So that's the trick to how I've been able to stay consistent, honestly. <laughs> and I even took a break. If you notice, like even my podcast, I haven't released new episodes lately because I also became radically honest with myself, mm-hmm. ruthlessly honest with myself. And I said, with the pandemic, um, trying to potty train a toddler when he was still potty training and then working, nah, I can't do this. So I took a break. And I also had my clients in my coaching program for the um, the Career Success Abroad program, which is mainly more job search and uh, workplace communication for immigrants. Mm-hmm. So I had to like focus on my clients, which um, everyone had a minimum of $10,000 increase in their salaries. Um, and others had like an average of forty-five dollars to $15,000 increase. So I'm not saying that's their salary. I mean, like on top of what they were earning wow, before. that's amazing results. Yes. So fo- just focusing on, okay, what do I need to do right now? Yeah. Uh, that's how I've been able to stay consistent. 
prioritizing that's really yeah. important. obviously the, i think the priority goes off and where the clients are like focusing yeah. on where the revenue comes but also where serving provides the most results when it's about clients but also other things we might do throughout the journey um how does this your if there is such a thing as a typical day but how do you organize your your time and what are the things you actually do regularly and consistently to be able to 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 track these clients on a consistent basis? Yes, so I believe in automation. I work in tech, but even before working in tech, I love technology. I love to play with things. So I believe in automation. So from the point anybody decides to work with me and they get messages, get a video welcome, they get every, it's all automated. I've done that on my back end. So it feels like Tracy's there, but it is automated mm -hmm. until we now get to do the work. And um, I'm also like doing more changes. And as, of course, as you automate, you also have to personalize it on that customer journey. Nobody wants to talk to a robot. Have you noticed like even when, Your, if you have an issue with your phone bill, you still want to call the mm -hmm. customer support, right? Even if you have like a chat or something, you still want to call. So nobody wants to feel like they're talking to a robot. Yeah. Um, so just try to, trying to personalize, even when I automate my back end, um, that's one thing that has really helped me. Outsourcing the things I do not like to do mm -hmm. or the things that I, I like to do, but it's just not feasible right now. So say uh, maybe like my social media posts. Um, I do the, the content uh, and the posts, but I can outsource and say, okay, for the design, um, just do this design. And then I just list out what the content should be. Then I also, my phone is my best friend. I have a running list of my notepad. Mm -hmm. So when I have ideas, maybe I want to talk about something, I want to post something, I write it in my notepad. And uh, if the design is ready and I have that stick in my trap, I just post that. And then I go to my notepad, copy the caption, post it, drop it there. Um, I also use tools like Airtable uh, to arrange my content. Um, uh, Can you explain a little bit about Airtable for those who don't know? Oh, yeah. So Airtable is, um, is, an, is an organization tool that you can use to plan either plan your content, either plan your project, if you use it for project planning. So there's so many other similarities like Airtable, you have Asana, you have Airtable, you have Trello, you have monday.com. So those kind of tools. So you can use it for even your project. So if you have a campaign coming up, you have a project coming up, you can use that. If you want to do your social media calendar, you can use that. Um, even for my clients for LinkedIn, to plan their LinkedIn content, um, as well ahead of time, um, I have a table for them, just showing them uh, the themes that they can create content around and mm -hmm. they wouldn't get tired of creating content because especially like when you move countries, you have a well of stories to share. You might probably think that nobody wants to hear that story. Guess what? Your family members have probably heard that story a thousand and one times. <laughs> But the people that you're trying to attract to hire you either for a job or consulting they've not heard that story before True. so they're going to be fascinated <laughs> i love that this is such great insights here so when you 
Um, when you said you automate your like onboarding, what we call the marketing onboarding yes. sequence of new clients, what tools mm -hmm. do you use? So I use tools like Dubsado. Um, I use that for my back end. Uh, I used to take calls before, but it was it was just not working. Like I said, you know, be honest with yourself and decide to do what works for you, what works for your business. I know there's so many gurus online that say you have to do this this way, you have to do this this way. And then there was I was comparing myself. Uh, I'm just being really honest here. And then there was a day I, I, you know, I just took a step back and I said, um, all these people that I'm comparing myself to, how do they leave? Uh, you know, go just try and do some research to see how they leave. Like, what's their day-to-day -day like? If their day-to-day -day is not anything close to what your day-to-day -day is like, so why are you being hard on yourself? Like, why are you comparing yourself? Tracy, stop doing that. And I just stopped doing that. So now it has to work for me. Um, if anybody doesn't like it that way, then maybe they're just, we're not just the right fit to work together. Um, so that's how I've been able to do that. And then, of course, I raise my prices too. Mm -hmm. uh, I know as women, most times we always want to overcompensate for what we're doing by saying, uh, I need to add more, but really you need to raise your prices. Go do it today. As you, If you're listening to this episode, please go do it. Raise your prices match check the experience that you give the client um, as you raise your prices yeah I just wanted to add that caveat there <laughs> yes I love that so much so many great nuggets here in Nomad Nation go back to this listen and take some notes of all the things that Tracy has listed the things she does and I love that and I'm so not surprised just to, as a side note Dupsaro you mentioned that tool which is basically a CRM, a customer relationship management tool that helps you, um, you know, communicate and automate some of the communication as well. So mm -hmm. technology, I think that's one of the highlights I want to bring up is like how technology is actually your best friend, right. especially as a yeah. mama entrepreneur to stay visible and accurate and relevant while still being mindful of your energy and making things work for you on top of delegating, knowing your priority, knowing how to, how to leave what's not necessary and what to focus on. And you said something really important that I think is beyond just the monetary aspect, which is increasing your prices. What I notice when I work with my clients and help them transition their prices is that they show up differently when they're priced the right way. Yeah. Their quality increases because they're not overworked. They are, you need less clients when you're you have a, like the right price for your product or service. Yeah. You need yeah. less clients and therefore Definitely. you are more present for those who actually are ready to pay for what you value. Absolutely. The value you bring to them. So this is Absolutely. Really important. I agree with you 100%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is so, so good. I love that. And so tell us what are the marketing strategies that work for you to be visible and actually um, find your clients? How do your clients come to you? Um, just like you saw that video, just being myself uh, and not trying to airbrush everything to look perfect. Um, because as, especially with the social media platforms out there, there's this tendency for us to want to make it look pretty. Of course, it has to be pretty. Like I said, like your experience, your customer experience has to match the pricing. Mm -hmm. So even though my videos... Um, I speak to the heart, I speak truth. It just shows me honestly just speaking, just be myself. My client experience, 
match it. So my client experience is pretty. So I'm not trying to be pretty online and then the back end and the customer relationship is not pretty. So don't, mm. don't, you know, um, so that's how I, that's my, that has been my marketing strategy. And the funny thing is a lot of my star clients are either mothers, even fathers um, that moved to a new country and they want to do something great for their kids and they don't even have that time. Another thing, too, to my client's experience was taking out fluff. Taking out, I won't call it fluff, but like maybe you have like you have so much to share. You have so much to give to your client. You really want them to do this, to try this, to do this. Sometimes less is even more. Mm-hmm. So just taking out um, and just going to the bare bones. What is the, so I'm a product marketer. And as a product marketer, you have to look at the touch points. What's the first strike to success with your products? So, um, so let's say, let me give an example like Canva. If you sign up with Canva, the very first thing, the first strike for Canva, if I was a product marketer at Canva, the first success for me is making sure the client creates a poster or does something in Canva. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing for you to uh, download the the app on your phone or like to sign in, log in, have a free account. If you never design that, if you never design on our platform, then that means um, you're more likely to churn. So you might not stay as a client. So now I want you to think about your business and look at what's the shortest journey you can give to your client to get success while working with you. The customer experience. Yep. Yeah. So when you can do that for your client, then you shorten the journey. The content that you're providing is shorter. So you're not spending more time like explaining. The other good stuff will come. You can even use that as a ladder technique to get them to your higher price programs if you want to share more deeper value there. But you need to get them quick wins. You need to get them um, the quickest, uh, you know, the shortest way for them to be able to get results. So that's what I did. So I noticed that like for, especially for the job search, um, job searching can be very frustrating, especially when you held a senior position in your previous country. And now people are telling you, oh, you don't have that experience. Oh, need to mentor you. It could be very discouraging when like, maybe you had like a team of 10 people under you. But of course, you also know you have to learn what it's like in this new country, how they work their style of working, their communication style, their leadership style, so many other things like that, and even all the nuances of working with a different team. So my strategy was to shorten that time where the customer feels empowered to be able to start talking to people, start networking with people in their industry that can get them interviews for jobs that are not even advertised. So the more you start to talk to people in your industry, then you can even gauge to see, hey, I think I, I have a skill gap. I need to brush up here. Or, hey, I think I'm really good and I'm going to get something very soon. One of the things that we talked together was how, you know, working on your visibility at your own terms, in your own terms as well, that's important. But but being visible, be it a consultant or a business or a career and especially when you have a business for those who are looking to still go back maybe to a dream career, a nine to five job, yeah. um, 
I want to talk about how actually putting out your visibility helps your resume somehow oh yeah through a portable business or so so can you share a little bit about that so I'm going to use myself to share mm-hmm. with you what I did and how using my business my business was like the springboard for me to get the role that I have now and sometimes just like you said it's not always about money so even if you're looking to increase your prices sometimes it's not really about the money but the fact that you're consistent with your expertise and it's just like teaching someone to do something the more you teach someone the the, the better you become at that thing so while you're having that business teaching somebody or offering a service you're getting better at it you're getting better at managing your time properly because you have to please the client someone cannot pay you money and then you don't show up so you're getting better at doing that you're getting better at um, negotiating and being able to get a client and convince a client to do business with you so those are the things that companies are even looking for today they're looking for entrepreneurs people that have that entrepreneurial spirit but maybe they want to get back into a nine-to-five so for me um when I took the break it was deliberate Um, I was already managing a team, but I wanted to go back to school. I did that. And then I had a baby. So I knew that after having the baby, I wanted to go into tech. I had already worked in tech before, but I wanted a different role this time going back into tech. So I used my business as a case study for the type of role I wanted. Mm -hmm. Now, let me shock you that my podcast um, I wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I know like some marketing strategy would say you can use your podcast to get clients. My podcast wasn't, it's not really about getting clients. It was, re- it was really about sharing my expertise. And 70% of the people that I always talk to when it comes to like even interviews or even just being, having access to a certain caliber of people, vice presidents and things like that, it was always about my podcast. So it wasn't about money. It was about access. Mm-hmm. That podcast gave me access and also stamped my credibility in terms of marketing and the type of strategies I was giving. And I was nursing a baby at home. I wasn't going out. And that's how I was just pouring and just sharing my expertise. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's not about money. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where the career portfolio website comes into play, where you have somewhere on the internet where if someone Googles you today, they can find something solid, credible, updated about you. I love that so much. And this is something that I've been repeating for so many years that even if like you can't, you really want to have that job, having your portable business and creating a marketing strategy to live, um, to showcase through your business, your expertise can actually help you land the dream job. And as long as and you talk about visibility as well as consistency, but as well as being smart and understanding like what is it that your expertise is about and putting it out there like for you through your podcast can really make a difference. And I think that's, that's, um, that's a really good strategy for the long term. Yeah, and, at that, and when you do that, you won't even be bothered about vanity metrics saying, oh, only two people listened. Oh, only two people watched this video. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I only had 10 likes. Because you're doing it for a, you know, for a higher purpose. You're doing it for the long term. You're not doing it for likes. No, that's not what you want. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I love that so much. I love that so much. So 
Um, what is what is the what is happening in your world now? What is next for you? Wow, I I am looking forward to enrolling more people into the Career Success Abroad program and for them to just join whenever they can before we used to have cohorts. So in the new year, I'm looking forward for people to just join um, on autopilot whenever they can and they still get me to coach them. Um, I still do the bi-weekly coaching, so I'm still going to be part of that. Um, and that's really what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to growing in my role. I'm really enjoying my role. What are and you doing now in so the tech flexible. company? Um, I work as a, a product marketer. So it's a, we do software and um, we're in the simulation space. So every software that has to do with a lot of engineering build and things like that, that's what we work on. So, um, so let's say, just think about any app that you've used in terms of software. Um, the, the push notifications that you get for you to go back to the app, um, getting you to use the app, having more dwell time on the app or use the software. That's what I do. <laughs> I'm I responsible for that. Yes. So I'm looking forward to growing in that role. And they're very, they, like, like I said, like, you know, we're talking about the, your career, building your portfolio and using your business, your portable business to, if you want to get back into a nine to five during the interview process, like I was pretty chilled about it that this is what I do on the side. And they said, okay, so can you share like one of your experiences or how would you say that was one of the best things or um, the results that you've done? And I said, yeah, okay. I was not in a baby quite all right. However, um, two of my clients, two in two different countries, one in Canada, one in US, within three weeks of working with me, they got an offer from Amazon. Wow. One lady was, the other lady was Iranian. The other person was Nigerian. So that tells you something about me and about my work ethic and about my clients. Yes, <laughs> and then, that. yeah. And then I shared my portfolio with them with all my links, hyperlinks, like they could check everything online. It, like you could easily just go check, see the links to everything. So they didn't even, ha- I didn't even have to do a test because I had already, I had already gone through so many like tech interviews and tests and so, so many of the questions that were asking that I had done before. So many of those tests, I packaged as part of my portfolio. So those are the things that I do for my clients. And um, that's what I'm looking forward to really growing in the role and while working on my business, still doing my business uh, and uh, maybe having another baby. I don't know. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Actually, yeah. a question that might pop up for some of the listeners is why would you even bother having a business and and a job at the same time? How like we started just talking about running a business and having a baby, but in your case, you actually have a full-time job, a business, and a baby, and maybe coming another one who knows. <laughs> so why why would you even do that? Why wouldn't you just like either stick with a job that brings regular income without much efforts. Uh, what's your strategy behind that? Um, so the strategy for me, one was the moving. Um, I actually wanted to continue and do a PhD. What I'm doing right now in my business is actually what was part of like what's supposed to be my research for a PhD. And then I read this book and yeah, I was getting ready to have my baby. So I was reading baby books. Um, if you've heard of uh, the sleeping, uh, uh, it's, is it called the, the sleeper baby or something like that? Uh, there's a very popular 
uh, bassinet. Uh, I think the happy baby, happy. I'll, I'll check it out and I'll send you. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that. Yeah. Yeah. So the doctor that created that bassinet and he also wrote a book. It's been downloaded like over a million times, translated into different languages. He That was supposed to be his PhD research. And then he decided to do a business out of it. Mm-hmm. And then I think he moved to California and then some Hollywood celebrities saw like the the bassinet and then they created that. But before then he was doing like clinical research on babies and ha- uh, helping babies to sleep. So mm-hmm. I was reading the book about, and I'm like, why do I want to continue and then go do a PhD? I could turn this into my business. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's, you know, uh, also, like that's the backstory um, so I don't see myself and I also didn't want to compare myself again and say, okay, yes, I just want a nine to five or okay. Yes. I just want a business. Um, but really getting into that intersection between technology and business, uh, and communication, that's really like the secret sauce for me in terms of product marketing. So I really, um, enjoy what I do in terms of my nine to five. And I work with a great, a diverse team again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's pretty interesting once more. Although I'm in Canada, I, I work with people in the APAC region, in the EMEA region. Also, like for me in Canada, I'm in the Americas. So I also have a wonderful team that I work with. So mm-hmm. it's, I'm still back to doing like what I used to do before working right. with different uh, co-workers all over the world. And then now doing with my business. That's so good. I love that. So thank you so much, Tracy, for sharing your inspiring journey with us and so much great wisdom. I hope Nomad Nation that you've been taking some notes and listening and and really applying whatever you can to your experience as well, as well as adapting to your, like we said, it's all about finding what works for you as well. That's really important. So we said, we said, before we say goodbye, could you let us know where's the best place to find you? Yes. Thank you so much, Amel. Like I had a wonderful time. We're just chatting oh, away. I love <laughs> um, that. <laughs> so the best place to find me, uh, of course, Visible at Work, my podcast. Um, hopefully in the new year, we're going to you know, revamp and then bring out more episodes where you can binge on episodes there. Um, if you're trying to get back into your nine to five, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. My first and last name, Tracy Oyekomi. If you're trying to spell it, just remember origami, but it's Oyekomi. So O-Y-E-K-A-N-M-I and Tracy without an E. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram as well. First and last name as well, Tracy Oyekomi. Uh, yeah, that's where you can find me or you visit visibleatwork.com. Oh, wonderful. So in the Matt Nation, I will put all the information about Tracy on the show notes of this episode. Simply go to tandemnomads.com slash 214. Thank you so much, Tracy. Wishing you all the best for the rest of your journey. I can't wait to keep following it. Nomad Nation, I can't wait as well to meet you in the next episode. Stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.